Welcome to another Faith Time with Faith Nicole Hines program. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. Today we're going to talk about the joy of King Jesus in Luke chapter 10. And I want us to begin in verses 13 and 16. Because there Jesus rebukes the city of Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum for their unbelief. And around this time, he sent his disciples to minister to the people in those cities. In Luke chapter 10, verses 23 and 24, Jesus says to his disciples, Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it, and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. Now, he says this to his disciples, but if only the people of Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum could know that many prophets and kings wanted to see what the Son of God would do in that generation. So, what could have caused them to be in a place of unbelief? Well, the busyness of life, the cares of life. Working and not listening. Not reflecting or trying to understand. Or knowing or believing that the Lord decided to send His Son to them. You know, could it be that some people fight the Lord in the area of life where they're like, nah, is, is he really thinking about me today? But he was. He was thinking about Chorazin. He was thinking about Bethsaida. He was thinking about Capernaum. And he is thinking about you. The most dangerous place to be in a place in your walk with the Lord is to walk in a world of disbelief that he doesn't love you. What I've found in that place of unbelief is it's hard for you to receive from the Lord, you know. Can you receive from someone you don't believe loves you or cares about you or cares enough to visit you at an unexpected time and place, a place where he, you least expect the Lord to show up? Well, perhaps that's where these people were. Now, I understand the cares of life can happen because some fights happen so many times within a year. And then you're asking, well, what's going on? This is not what I asked for. This is not what I prayed for. But remember to be consistent in your seeking after the Lord. It's not a once a year thing. It's not just for Christmas and it's not just for Resurrection Day. It's a daily walk with Him. It's an anticipation and expectations that the Lord is with you and you're with him, right? You're with him. He's not just seeking you out, but you desire his presence. And it's not temporary. It's everlasting to everlasting. Amen. So the way that you can end up in that place of disbelief that the Lord loves you and cares for you and cares about your everything that's going on in your life, you know, when you get there, it first starts with the trials, right? The hardships. With those hardships, the, the last thing you want to do is to stop seeking after the Lord. Because when you do that, it becomes more dangerous and your heart becomes more hardened against Him. 
where you want to be when things are happening that doesn't make sense. And you're trying to find a way out. When you're asking the Lord, can you please help me to find a way out of this? To be in a place of your perfect will. Your perfect will. Okay? Now, when he sent the Lord, the Father sent his son. And the son sent his disciples. Where they were when they were sent to the people... That was his perfect will for the people. Now, if the people did not get a, give an ear to what was being said, especially in their time, in the times of John the Baptist, remember because John was baptizing the people to prepare them for the coming of the Son of God. They were being prepared and washed of their sins, right? They were repenting. They were seeking him. With that sinking, here comes the Son of God, right? And that made John's job complete. Now, could it be that there was this hardness in Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum, even during the time of John the Baptist ministry? So if more than half the people did not receive his baptism, right, there was going to be a problem with the sun coming to their town, to their city. Because they believed in their hearts. I don't need anything that these new people are saying that I need. I can take care of it myself. Isn't that arrogant? And oh, you know, we had so many to come and go. What makes you so different? Right? So, now I understand there's this theology that says if you just sow a seed of faith, things will immediately change. Now, I'm not saying it has not happened for some people, but I'm saying with those of you who have done that, where, well, I did this, but wait a minute. We know that without faith, none of these things are going to work. Without seeking the Lord, none of those things would work. Huh? Now, I've seen God do things in my life without me sowing anything, without having to give him anything, because I asked him in need at a place where I didn't have anything to give him in the offering. So, when we look at certain ministries that say you have to do that, but you don't have anything to give him, there's something wrong in that message, because you are asking the Lord to help you. What are they saying? That the Lord will not help you without a seed? That's that's not true. We know that's not true. I want you, those of you who've received that doctrine and have been burdened by it, to let that doctrine go and to believe that the Lord is going to bless you when you're in need, when you don't have anything to give to Him or the church. Because I have seen Him work a miracle, a miracle out in my life where I didn't have anything to give. But He gave to me. Okay? So don't get angry and bitter because you're hearing this false doctrine that you got to give him everything to receive. No, all you have to do is ask him and he will give it to you. 
So I understand there are so many who are bitter towards the Lord because you've given something and it didn't happen the way these people said that it would. But what does his word say? He said, ask and you shall what receive. It doesn't say with along with a seed. Okay? He said, ask and you will receive. It is that simple. So, that hardness of heart. Now, you've heard many preachers, especially those that said, now you got to sow a seed, you got to sow a seed with that faith now. Uh, not necessarily. Now, for a farmer, it's different. You know, I understand they try to use the word of the farmer, and the Lord Jesus did use that in the parable. Amen? But with farmers, yes, they need faith that that seed that they sowed in the ground will turn into an amazing crop. And there's dew in the ground, there's rain and there's sunshine to help grow that seed. It's nourished. But the nourishment of your faith is what? Your relationship with Him. If you lack a relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you lack that relationship. You're not seeking Him every day. It's just a one-time year thing and I'm just going to sow a seed in the bucket in there. I'm gambling my faith. Faith is not a gamble, people. It's not like that. Your faith is nourished through what? The Word of God, through prayer, through worship, through fellowship with Him. It's communion. And that is how your faith is nourished and how you grow. So, if you're in that dry place where your faith is not nourished, your soul is dried up, and you're not prepared to receive from the Son of God. Hmm? It is hard for you to receive from those He really sent. Because a lot of preachers claim to be sent by Him and were never sent by the Son. Okay, so let's look at someone else who was busy. Now, this person had Jesus in their home. But they were busy being busy. They were serving. And, and, and I know, people, you can give and you can serve and you can tithe and you can sow seed. I'm not, you know, saying don't give. But don't you know that it's possible for many people who give a lot more than those who actually make it to be with the Lord... That they too can end up in hell. I'll say that again. You can sow seed. You can tithe. I am not against people giving to ministries. It's good to give. It's good to be a blessing in another person's life. But realize this. That even that can't get you into heaven. There's a lot of people over many centuries who have given to churches around the world and didn't make it to be with him in his kingdom. Now, how is that possible? Okay, ministries that teach this, you're, you're, you're leaving out the part of sin and death. All right? And working while the sun is there and not paying attention to him. Not communion with him. He's there. He is there to meet your need. 
But you're the one working. You're the one being busy. You refuse to sit with him and fellowship with him. Therefore, with that working and that busyness and that giving, you have no relationship with the Son of God. You have no understanding of who he is. There's no relationship, but there's a lot of working. Okay, so... Now, one day, in the same chapter of Luke chapter 10... Jesus was welcomed in Martha's home, and she was so busy with service. But her sister Mary sat with the Lord to hear his words. Martha complained to Jesus, asking him to have her sister Mary to help her. Then Jesus said to her in Luke chapter 10 and verse 41 and 42, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Was it wrong for Martha to serve? No, but take time. You'll get to that. Learn from him. Be in fellowship with him. Commune with the Lord. Mary has chosen that good part. But what is interesting here is that he also said, which will not be taken away from her. It will remain with her forever in all ways. So for you that... For those who do fellowship with the Lord and you're being fought against by friends, by family, by co-workers. Because you take that time to spend with the Lord in worship and prayer and studying his word. You're there and you both serve, right? But it's different for you and it's different for that other, other person who's busy. So, you know, and then they turn around and they complain about you. In you, there's life. The Son of God is in you. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. Yet in this person that does a lot of things, receives a lot of awards, has no idea as to who they're working for or who they think they're working for, has no relationship with the Son of God, doesn't know the Father, and is not baptized by the Holy Spirit. And they're doers, right? They sow seed, they tithe, they work, they direct the choir. They're even offered to preach when the pastor is out of town. And you, (laughs) you're overlooked for some reason. Don't lose heart just because those people seem to have it all. They really don't. Because again, people can't, who can do and work and do and work, unfortunately, still die and end up in hell. So I want to close with us remembering what Jesus said. 
in verses 23 and 24. Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see, for I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it, and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. So for us, who have not seen, but read it from and hear it from the word, you know, we have text to read. But it's amazing what the people, again, like I said last week, what they saw. And Martha, in her busyness and her working, they didn't know, really know at that time, perhaps around that season when he was there, really knew that he would die on a terrible item, a cruel way to die, which was unfortunately on the cross. They didn't know it would happen that soon. So, thankfully, his disciples and some, one special like Mary, found that good part. Which is him, which is his word. With everything he wants to share with you and me. We know from what he said in verse 42 of Luke chapter 10. That that good part that he's given us will never be taken away from us. No one has the ability or power to take him away from you. Nobody can do that. So please, listeners today, take that time every day. You have the time. Get off your phone. Get off of Instagram. I understand. Sometimes you get, you know, so busy into what's going on with someone else's problems. Right? And if you're one of those that have your own, well, cut it off. Get in the habit of listening to good reports, good things instead of bad things. Amen? Choose the good news to feed your soul instead of negative nonsense. And, um, you know, we might be in a generation where the Lord is raising up new leaders that have his exact message that he wants his people to hear. But again, that will be your choice to receive it. Hmm? So prepare yourselves for his kingdom. Prepare yourself. Ask him to wash you and cleanse you and renew you. Amen. Choose the good part and worship and fellowship with him. Don't doubt his word. Don't doubt him because know that he is God and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I am so glad you, you joined me and I am praying for you. Please do pray for us and I hope you will join us next week. Have a wonderful day and God bless you.